perfection. The all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. What's up, Louisiana? It is Casey Jisco here. It is play-by-play. I say Louisiana. What's up down the bayou? What's up up the bayou? What's up bayou region? Hope everybody is having a wonderful start to their day. We've got a fun show coming your way. We'll be live until 1 o'clock. We'll be chatting with coaches. We'll be answering mailbag questions. We'll be uh, chatting with Taylor Griffin. Doing all the fun stuff that we do on a Wednesday show. I want to thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. One second. Let me roll across the office to pick up my sponsor sheet. All right, we're back. (laughs) It was right in front of me. I thought it was across the office. I was better prepared than when I realized. The Blue Boot Foundation, Neil Small Engine, Dufresne Building Materials, got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Hope everybody is enjoying their day. Brody Williams will be chatting with us at 11.45 in the next segment of the show. His team got a big win over Central Catholic, trying to build on that and get another big win over Assumption tomorrow. Taylor Griffin at 12.15. The Turtle and I will be talking about, who knows, um, Tarpon basketball, (coughs) Nichols, WWE, NFL playoffs, everything in between. Tonight, we're at LCO Middle School. LCO will be taking on Oaklawn. Join KLEB 102.7 and 1600 AM KLEB for middle school basketball coverage sponsored in part by Industrial Power Systems, Barry Ogeron Insurance Agency, Damian Adams Contractors, Neil Small Engine, and Complete Occupational Health Services. That's LCO against Oaklawn. And that's 24 hours after we did a middle school um, basketball game yesterday where Golden Meadow got a win over um, Vanderbilt on the boys' basketball side of things. So good win for Golden Meadow yesterday. We'll see if LCO could repeat the trick today and uh, get a big victory in a non-parish competition. Um, Big opportunity for LCO there. Last night, we had some high school basketball. My goodness, some surprising results from the local area. Let's dive right into it because, man, the Tuesday district slate was crazy. First and foremost, we start off with boys basketball, and we give a hearty, warm round of applause to Grand Isle. Grand Isle just back in action after the storm. They get a 37-31 to win over Lutheran. They're playing a partial schedule this year. Grand Isle gets a 37-31 to win over Lutheran. Congratulations, boys. So happy for that school. So happy for that community. Uh, the storm put them out for a while, but they've battled back, and it's amazing to see them play, amazing to see them get a win. Central Lafouche boys basketball gets a 53 to 37 win over Thibodeau in a game that they just had to have. The Trojans are outside of the top 28 right now and need to get red hot to make the playoffs. They get a win over Thibodeau last night, defend their home floor. How about this result? East St. John goes to Terrebonne. 
and beats the snot out of him. 70-51. to 51. Didn't see that coming from a mile away. We're talking on the show about, oh, it's a great chance for Terrible on the rebound. They're back at home and blah, 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 blah. East St. John piles in on them, 70-51. to 51. Big win for the Wildcats, knocking Terrebonne down another peg. Uh, second straight loss for Terrebonne. And it's not even the most surprising result of the day. HL Bourgeois beats Hanville last night, 53-51. to 51. We're talking about, hey, Hanville's the, the favorite in the district. They're the, clearly the best team, and, and on and on and on. HL Bourgeois is one of the teams that, on paper, was near the bottom. And they get a win over Hanville last night. Our 5A district on the boys' side is madness. You could take the records and you could stick them where the the sun don't shine. It don't matter. Central Lafouche could beat anybody any given day. HL Bourgeois could beat anybody on any given day. Terrebonne and the other river teams are great. They could beat anybody on any, any given day. Thibodeau's not a slouch. They could play with anybody. Our local 5A boys' basketball district is going to be insane. And when you see results like East St. John beating Terrebonne by 19, when you see results, <clears throat> excuse me, like HL Bourgeois getting a 53-51 win over Hanville, it lets you know that everything we think we know, we don't have a clue because you're going to have to show up on any given day and that scoreboard's going to be 0-0 zero to zero, and you're going to have to make it happen on that respective day. Hell of a win for Andrew and his team there. Biggest win by far of the season. Lutcher gets a 62-56 win over John Eric. Good win for them. Uh, we go to 3A. Berwick loses to Donaldsonville 69-47. Patterson defeats E.D. White 55-47. Patterson gets a good win. Speaking of really good basketball teams. Homa Christian School gets a win. They beat CCA 57-32 on the boys' basketball side. Great win for Coach Jones and his team. Central Catholic of Morgan City bounces back from the South Lafouche game. They get a 67-40 win over Hanson Memorial. Great win for uh, um, Central Catholic to kind of build back on some momentum that they may have lost against South Lafouche. West St. John defeats Riverside Academy 51-40. Great win for them. We go to the girls' basketball side of things, and we could tell you that we also had some interesting results. Last night, Thibodeau ekes out a 42-40 win over Central Lafouche. Central Lafouche should better start winning some games. Their girls are sitting at 28, right on the nose. The last team that would be in the playoffs if the playoffs started today. They're going to have to find a way coming home to start winning some of these close games in district that they're currently losing. East St. John defeats Terrebonne 62-36. to No real big surprise there. East St. John's a playoff team. Terrebonne is not. Hanville gets a 66-30 win over HL Bourgeois. Again, not a whole lot of surprise there. Hanville is one of the lead dogs, um, and frankly, HL Bourgeois is not. Uh, let's see. 4A scores from last night. We had Morgan City and South Terrebonne play no score reported. South Lafouche gets a big win last night over Bonneville, 62-32. Madison Bruce leads the Lady Tarpons in scoring. They get a big win. Remember, we said on yesterday's show, this was a big one. You beat an 11-win Bonneville team. What does that do? Well, yesterday, they were 32 in the power ratings. Now they're 30th, moved up a couple of spots, put themselves in a better spot to maybe make the playoffs. Vanderbilt defeats Chalmette 49-35. There's no doubt Vanderbilt is going to get into the playoffs. They're going to be one of the best seeds in Division II select, and they're going to have a great chance to win it all. 
Berwick loses to Donaldsonville in girls basketball action, 44-11. Good win for Donaldsonville. Patterson defeats E.D. White, 44-36. Good win for Patterson. Uh, then we go down to 2A and Homa Christian School. They make it a sweep. They beat CCA 37-33. Boy, CCA fought them tooth and nail. Homa Christian finds a way to get a win there and continue building that momentum towards the postseason. Central Catholic of Morgan City gets a big girls basketball win, 55-44 over Hanson Memorial. And then we also were going to have West St. John and Lewis McGeehee, but West St. John has been suspended because of a fight that it was, took place in a recent game. So, whew, some wild results last night, man. How about them HL Bourgeois Braves getting a win over Hanville? Shocking everybody in the district and letting everybody know, hey, man, anything could happen. All bets are off. Uh, wild night, and I can't wait for Friday night now to see how this soap opera will continue to unfold in our local 5A district. Will Terrebonne find a way to get a win and bounce back? Will their slide continue? You know, will Hanville bounce back? They're playing, guess what? They're playing Terrebonne. So something's going to have, well, I'm sorry. They're not playing Terrebonne on Friday. My bad. They're playing Central Lafouge. They play Terrebonne next week. Hanville going at Central Lafouge. That's going to be really tough. That's going to be a big, big matchup there. You got Destrahan and East St. John Friday. You've also got HL Bourgeois, who will be playing Slidell in a non-district game coming up. So, man, there's a whole lot going on. Terrebonne will be taking on Thibodeau. Terrebonne also has a get-back game against Homa Christian tonight. That's one they have to have. They, they can't have this slide linger for much more than what it has already. Let's catch a break. Whew, that was an exhausting first segment of the show, breaking all that down. We'll chat with Brody Williams of South Lafouche in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. 
set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just started going to the phone lines for the first time today. South LaFouche Boys Basketball Coach, Coach Brody Williams. Brody, were you able to hear the music just now? Yes, I was. Okay, so let me ask you a question. I ask this to Coach Collie all the time. We make fun of him. Did you watch wrestling as a kid? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, I was going to ask you who that, that entrance song was for, but if you didn't watch, then you won't know. Stone Cold Steve Austin? No, man. No, you're, no, bro. We're about to hang up on you, dude. <laughs> no, we're just kidding. That that was Hulk Hogan's old theme music from back in the day. Oh, okay. I got you. So, l- l- let's talk, man. Uh, you guys are fresh off of a big win against Central Catholic. A huge PowerPoint win. Heck, since they've played, y'all, they've already won another game, so they're just adding to that tally. Maybe the biggest win of the season for your team. It was gutsy. You're down 14. You battle back. Talk about the way the guys played. Yeah, you know, I, I thought that I was proud of the team in the second half. How we fought back, like you said, and uh, I thought you know we made some adjustments in halftime and they executed well. And we got the ball in some better places. And in the first half, we were being a little bit too passive on offense and trying a little bit too much maybe to get the ball to BJ. But uh, you know, part of that's my fault. We were running a certain offense that was pretty easy to defend. And uh, I thought you know we came back in the second half. We ran something that was a little more. Um, you know, effective in, in attacking the corners of their one-two-two zone, and uh, luckily, Kali, you know, he was on. He started getting streaky and starting to have some confidence shooting the ball, which is which is good. If you had add him and Kirol, some shooters, uh, we're going to be you know hard to beat. We've got an inside presence. We have some perimeter players. We're going to be uh, you know hard to beat. So I was proud of the guys and how they fought back and came came out with the victory. Dude, it was an emotional game, and at times, you guys, well, not at times, throughout most of the game, really, you guys kept your poise maybe better than what they did. Uh, talk about, you know, keeping that poise and, and, and staying calm and collected whenever emotions started to run high there down the stretch. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, 
a lot of the calling had to do with that, you know. And I, I, I'll admit it. I thought I thought that the refs were kind of um, calling some some things, maybe that that um, weren't some fouls on them, and letting some of our stuff go. But you know, that that happens to every team. Um, you know, I don't think the refs purposely did it. I think it's just the way it kind of fell and the, the momentum of the game. Of the game, you know, we did things to come back, and some calls may have been called or not called, and. Um, you know, you just got to be able to play the game. We talk about it all the time. You just, you know, second guy always gets caught, and you just play the game. Like, just let your play speak for itself. And if you do that, you're going to be better off in the long run. And um, we know we had an instance at the end with with, uh, with BJ, but if you go back and look on the film, I could see where he would have thought, you know, it might have been purposeful. But I don't think the kid was maybe doing it on purpose. But he was all up on BJ's arm, and BJ got emotional and. Uh, but you know you got to control your emotions in that point and, and stay in the game and and let the scoreboard or, or your play talk for itself. Man, we were impressed with Jarvis uh, so much so that heck I actually interviewed him on the iPad after the game. He was in double figures. But man, there's another guy like Bryce Adams is coming in. He's not turning over the ball. He's playing poised. Uh, Alamal makes two huge free throws late and like doesn't even bat an eye. Like looked like he was poised and wanted to be in that spot. You guys are beat up. Coleman's out. You know, you've had uh, Curell was out. You got some other guys that have been in and out sick and different things. But through that process, you're learning, hey, man, beginning of the year, we only played five, six guys. Now maybe we could trust a few more of these guys in those big clutch situations. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like a blessing and a, and a, and a curse. You know, you want your guys up there. and But I think, you know, it kind of opened my eyes as a coach. And maybe I was being stubborn and, and uh, you know, maybe I wasn't giving those guys a chance, but they came in, they got some uh, some quality varsity minutes now and they're starting to build the big thing is confidence. You know, they just, they're starting to realize they can play and, you know, play to their strengths. You know, some people might not be the strongest in the lane. It might be, they might have to develop more of an outside game or some people's strength might be getting to the free throw line or playing defense. And I think they're starting to kind of play their role and know their strengths and, uh, it's starting to kind of come together. Obviously, like any any team, there's a lot of stuff to clean up, but it's only going to make us better in the future. So there's some younger guys that are going to come back in the program, and uh, it's going to help us, you know, down the road in district. We can play more, uh, play more guys and keep our legs fresh and stuff like that. Before we ask you about assumption and some of the things that lie ahead, I got to go back. Let's talk about the Ellender game for a second, and I'm going to ask you a joking question. You got a technical foul in that game. Uh, I don't. I still don't really know what for, but that's another question for another day. Have you run your suicides yet? Are you trying to get in shape? Are you like? I know that's going to be tough. Have you Have you ran them yet? And tell Tell us when you're going to run them. If not, no, I have not ran them yet. I'm I'm, I'm planning on running them uh, today. Oh, um, so during, so during, during practice. So are you hydrating throughout the day, or you know what preparations go into that? Uh, two bottles of water and a can of Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, are you anticipating making it through comfortably, or do you think this is going to be a challenge? No, I think it's going to be a very hard challenge that uh, I'm, I'm probably never going to get a technical ever again. Okay, sounds like a winner. <laughs> now, now, let me ask you this, man. Another question before we ask you about assumption. This one's a little bit more serious. Um I see some work being done in that gym, and I hear some whispers, and I hear some little birdies chirping in the community that maybe even next week you guys may play a home game. I know that's got to be music to your ears, man. Are, are those whispers true? Or it's looking like they got some bleachers, and barring an unexpected setback, at the very least you guys will be able to, will be able to play some home games, right? Yeah, I think for sure we're going to be able to play at least 
I would think two, at the, at the, at the minimum two. You know, could be uh, like you said, as soon as next week. Uh, that would be uh, awesome. But you know, I haven't got any confirmation yet. They're still working very hard. You know, uh, they here. I mean, they were here like on on uh, Martin Luther King Day working. I mean, they're trying to get it done for us, and uh, it looks you know it looks promising, and it seems like it, it you know it may be in sooner than later. And I know the boys are kind of getting angsty too. They keep asking me, Coach Rivera. And I just keep telling them, just stay patient, stay patient. It's going to happen. I think for sure we'll be in there by uh, for the, at least maybe the last two games, but maybe even before that. How important is it to you know get some work in there? Because look, man, I, and I, I hate to say this because you know I don't want this to be something that you know anyone in the community gets used to. But Central Lafouche is y'all home gym right now. That's the goals that the kids are used to. That's the locker rooms the kids are used to. How important is it to, you know, go in there, get some practice time, get some shots up, and get reacclimated to your actual home gym before playing a game there? A super important. I mean, home court advantage, the reason it's called home court advantage is because you shoot in there every day. I mean, we shoot in the auxiliary gym every day, but we're not play, we won't play the home game in there. Um, you know, I, I think um, anytime you're playing a home game, you've got a slight advantage, even if you haven't practiced in there. So I think we're going to have an advantage when we're there because our fans and the atmosphere and you know they in a place they're comfortable with but yeah we, we whenever that you know whenever the gym opens up we need to make sure we go get some good practice time and get a lot of shots up and and get kind of reacclimated to the feel of the floor and the lighting and you know because in our gym it's a lot brighter than other gyms and sometimes that can mess with uh you know mess with your perception and stuff so yeah super important i think uh whenever it's ready we'll be practicing there and we'll uh, get a lot of shots up and hopefully it'll pay off for us Brody, you guys made the decision, oh, about two weeks or so, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, to bring some freshmen up to junior varsity. And initially, it looked like those kids were a little nervous. They were a little timid. They were, you know, kind of tippy-toeing around. We're not maybe playing as freely, knowing that, hey, man, it's a step up. There may be some, some nerves there. Boy, in that last game against Central Catholic, it looked like those nerves had gone away. I'm seeing some of those kids playing to their best potential, playing hard, and really, in some instances on Tuesday – or Monday, rather, were dominating the game at times. You know, that had to be good to see those boys breaking out of their shell a little bit, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of them guys, can, I, we, we know they're going to be some really good players, uh, you know, and, and they are really good players, and they, they're going to have to contribute in the varsity, you know, probably sooner than uh, than later. Um, so th- it, we need to get them, you know, more reps and more quality reps against, you know, some quicker competition and, you know, they they playing some good freshman games, but we just felt like they needed to get more, you know, more experience at a little bit upper level. And then, you know, they're going to get more experience this summer uh, against, you know, true varsity teams. And, I mean, I thought that, you know, the, they got in there. One thing I always tell uh, Coach Brett, I find this freshman group, they just play extremely hard. They, get, they play good defense. They fly around. Sometimes it might be out of control, but i rather have to tone somebody down than tell them they look speed up and, I think they bring that energy, and I'm looking forward to uh, you know, to the future. I think it's very bright. The Assumption game tomorrow is kind of a, a scary game for me, right? Because like they haven't won a game in a while, and this is kind of a, a game that if you look at the records, the kids may want to sleepwalk through. But I've seen them play, and I know you have too. And when they're hitting shots and when you know they're allowed to penetrate and attack, like they could be a very dangerous team. This game tomorrow, you guys are coming off of an emotional game against Central Catholic on Monday. Your next game after that will be a big one against Vanderbilt. It's easy to maybe look ahead. It's maybe easy to look behind. 
But your guys got to be focused 100% on assumption tomorrow or else that's going to be a scary close game in the fourth quarter that they're going to have a great chance to win. Yeah, I, they, they're a good team. I told I told the team that uh, yesterday. I mean, their record may not be the best, but that that you can't always go by the record. They lost some close games. They lost some games to some good teams. I mean, they beat Thibodeau early in the year. And, uh, I mean, they gave Bruley last night a run for their money. We know Bruley's, I mean, one of the best teams uh, I don't know if they three A still, but Gurley's one of the better teams. They, you know, the the coach texted me. That was a four point game going into the fourth. I mean, it was close. They can really, uh, they got some good guard play. They can penetrate. Uh, I think we can, uh, you know, attack them on the inside a little bit and maybe get them in foul trouble. Um, but one of the keys, I mean, if we let people penetrate on us like we've been doing the last couple games, if we let them do that, they're gonna they're gonna score. And you know, um, we can't let teams score too much. We're not gonna score. Uh, typically, we're not going to score 60, 70 points. I know last, last Monday we did, but typically we're not. So we got to play good, solid defense, and we got to we got to be you know strong on offense and get opportunities to score inside. And uh, we're definitely not a game to look over, look past at all. You know, one game at a time. That's how you take it uh, with, with the PowerPoint system and stuff like that. You can't look over anybody. So uh, we're going to be ready to play. We're gonna uh, we're gonna stress the kids to come out, play hard. Uh, we're gonna be, you know, we're gonna know our opponent, and we're gonna uh, hopefully come out with a victory. Bro, last question before we let you go. Um, you guys are in a unique spot in that you're playing in that Division One. Do you look at the numbers, man? You guys are currently sitting pretty good. You're comfortably in the top 28. Do you pay much attention to that? Yeah, last time I checked, we were, which was maybe yesterday or two days ago, we were 24. Are we still there? That's when I checked. We were yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, we've been looking at it. I've been looking at it more. Like, I didn't look at it earlier in the year, but now we're starting to get closer to the district and you know, middle end of January. I'm starting to kind of look at it. And uh, I mean, honestly, Coach Crosby's much better at the numbers than me. I just kind of look at it and and then I'll let go press update it. You know, I don't uh, I don't play with the numbers too much. Maybe when it gets to crunch time, we'll start doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like where we at and. If we can get some more big wins, um, you know, in the future, we might be able to creep up even a little more. So, uh, but one game at a time right now, and uh, we'll just prepare for uh, to beat Assumption. Injury update on Curell and Coleman. Is there any chance getting any, either of them back anytime soon? Uh, Coleman today, I saw he, he is, he's out of his boot, but I don't think he's going to be cleared to play. He might go to the doctor tomorrow, but he'll probably be able to play next week, I, I think. Uh, that's what it seems like to me. And then um, Kuro, probably take it easy on him today, and he should be ready to go tomorrow. Okay, sounds and, like the winner. Um, yeah, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll know for sure uh, you know, closer to game time. Sounds good, brother. Thanks so much for the time. Take care, man. All right, thank you, Casey. Appreciate it. Yep, that is Bertie Williams at South Lafouche doing a good job. Oh, Lord, he's got to run five suicides. That's the old program rule. You get a technical foul, you got to run five suicides. Coaches included, when Brian would get technicals, Brian would run them. Brody got a technical really for nothing, but we'll talk about that later in the show. Uh, he got a technical foul for a delay of game because BJ fouled out of the game and they didn't get a sub on the floor. Well, the official didn't tell him that BJ had fouled out of the game. Everyone in the stands is waving bye, and you know, everybody in the in the arena knew, but no one alerted Brody, and he got a technical foul for it. I think it's bogus. I think he should have maybe... Nah, let me say, not say that. I was about to say, I think he should have waived his running privileges, but that maybe wouldn't have been good for morale. 
He's going to run them today. BJ's going to run today as well, I believe, because BJ got one on Monday night. And uh, hopefully Brody's okay. Hopefully they don't need to give him any oxygen after he's done. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we'll be talking some NFL playoffs, breaking down some of these matchups. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing your detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play. It is Wednesday. It is hump day. That means we're officially equally close to the 
next weekend as we are to the previous weekend. We could just kind of fall over that hump tomorrow. It'll be Thursday, and then the weekend will officially be right around the corner. We've got some big NFL matchups over the weekend, four games between the eight remaining teams who are left in the playoffs. Um, Saturday, you got the Jags and the Chiefs. Saturday, you got the Giants and the Eagles. Sunday, I think, is where they're two of the bigger uh, matchups in terms of the most eyeballs. You got the Bengals and the Bills at 2, and then the Cowboys and the 49ers at 5.30. Saturday's games are 3.30 and 7. The Jags and the Chiefs at 3.30. The Giants and the Eagles at 7.15. Um, let's, let's break it down. Let's talk about it. We've got the Jaguars and the Chiefs. I don't think Jacksonville could be all that competitive in this game. I just think that their defense is lacking. I think Kansas City with the extra rest and the extra time to prepare is going to be fresh. You worry about bye weeks with teams, right? Because I often think that a bye week is a detriment. I think that it throws off your rhythm. It throws off your timing. I think that the best way to be good at football is to play a bunch of football. But I don't worry about it as much with the Chiefs because they have been good for so long that they're going to know how to have handled that bye week. So, you know, the whole rest versus rust argument always comes into play in debates and discussions like this. I don't anticipate the Chiefs being rusty. I don't. <laughs> and I don't anticipate Trevor Lawrence being effective, <laughs> quite honestly. He was not very good in the game against the Chargers for the first half. If he digs his team into a rut against Kansas City, Kansas City's not going to Herbert. They're not going to gag. They're not going to throw it away. They're going to continue to pounce. And I look for the Jacks to score. I think they'll score 20, 24 points. But I look for the Chiefs to score 35, 40 points. I think the Jags defense won't have an answer. And Kansas City will separate. And I think that they'll go on to the AFC Championship game. One thing that's a little bit of a bummer when watching the Chiefs, and, it, and it's, not a, I mean, it's not a huge deal, but just as an LSU fan, it's a little bit, bu- a little bit of a bummer. I know that he's been out of the lineup injured, but... Like, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is kind of done in Kansas City. Like, they've got multiple guys at running back now that they count on. You know, Isaiah Panchico's great. Jarek McKinnon catches a touchdown just about every game. They've got a veteran, Ronald Jones, who can get the hard yards in the middle. Like, that's a little bit of a bummer to me. I remember everybody here in Louisiana being so excited when Clyde Edwards-Alaire got drafted by them in 2020, and his role has just kind of been diminished He's off of the IR and is scheduled to play this weekend. <laughs> but I just don't see him being a huge factor in what they're doing because they've got so many other weapons. Saturday night, I'm beginning to warm up to the idea of the Giants maybe competing a little bit with Philly. Don't think that they're going to win, <laughs> but I'm warming up to the idea of the game being competitive. I think the Giants could run the ball just well enough to protect Daniel Jones, keep him in manageable down and distance situations that could possibly allow the Giants to possess the ball long enough to make it competitive. To win, they'll need some turnovers. They'll need a block kick. They'll need some kind of fluke play in special teams. They'll need the Eagles to have to settle for field goals or miss opportunities. To win, they'll need the Eagles to make some mistakes. But to be competitive, they're going to need to control the clock, stay ahead of the chains, play in possession, 
shorten the game. And if they do those things, I think they've got a chance to beat or to, to contend with Philly. If not, they could get boat raced. If this is a situation where they're down 14 early and Daniel Jones is having to be in the shotgun, throwing the ball around, no, that, that doesn't work. So that's going to be the only opportunity for the Giants is to start strong, control the game, control the clock, play at their speed. If they do that, you know, Lloyd Christmas, there's a chance. But if not, they're going to get blasted. The Bengals and the Bills is maybe a <clears throat> a matchup of two teams that could possibly win the Super Bowl if, you know, depending on how the cookie crumbles. The Bills are a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. There are two things that I really want to see in this game. A, I want to see Cincinnati's offensive line. How could I say this without getting thrown off the air? Man up. And there are about 30 different ways that I would want to say that differently, but can't. It's infuriating watching Burrow drop back and just get crushed over and over and over again. There are some injuries there. Yeah, there, there are. Lael Collins is out for the year, and you know this guy's out, that guy's out. There are some injuries there. I get it. But there's also just some bad play up front. The Bengals had no business being in a dogfight with Baltimore. Had no business needing a fluke 100-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown to beat Baltimore. Because look, if that play doesn't happen, they may have lost. Like, yeah, the Bengals won by a touchdown. It was 17-17, and the Ravens were at the goal line about to go up seven when that play happened. So, like, they were in jeopardy of literally losing so, yeah, Cincinnati's going to have to be better up front if they want to have any chance in this game. The next thing I want to pay attention to is I want to see, and I just get the feeling, if I know Joe Burrow and I know the way that he leads, the way that I think I know the way he leads, I just think that this Bengal team is going to have a chip on their shoulder. I just think that this Bengal team is going to be playing with an edge. I just think that this Bengal team is going to have something to prove. The Bengals got screwed with the DeMar Hamlin situation. The NFL immediately turned their attention to, oh, we've got to do right by the Bills. Oh, my gosh, we can't harm the Bills. The Bills are the number one seed. Oh, my gosh, we got to make sure that they don't lose home field advantage because of this. Oh, man, we've got to make a neutral side if it's the Bills and the Chiefs. And they just pay no mind nor no, nor any attention to the fact that if the Bengals would have beaten the Bills in that Week 16 or Week 17 matchup on Monday Night Football, that the Bengals would be the two seed right now and they would be the ones hosting this game. The NFL pay no mind nor any attention to the fact that at the time of the injury, the Bengals were actually winning the game and were playing well in the game. The Bengals have every claim and every argument that could be made that they should be the team at home in this game. Instead, they're having having to travel away for reasons which we all completely understand. But I don't understand why this game also is not at a neutral site. Why does Buffalo get to get a home game out of this, but Kansas City can't get a home game next week? Why? For what? So the Bengals are getting cheated out of this and don't think it's lost on them. They're not going to publicly say it. They're not going to publicly make the excuse. But I promise you, within closed doors, they're saying, you know what? The NFL wants to do us like this. 
All right. We see how it goes. Sounds good to us. And I think that you're going to get a very spirited effort from the Bengals who have probably convinced themselves that everybody's out to get them. And teams that are playing with that type of passion are sometimes very dangerous, especially when they've got number nine at quarterback. Curious to see that venom that he's going to be playing with. Then you got the last game, which is Dallas and the 49ers. It's a Cowboys team that's favored to lose by four on the road against San Francisco, who's a four-point favorite at home. I think the 49ers have the best roster of anybody left. But I think they have the worst quarterback of anybody left. And I hear you guys yelling, oh, but Purdy's been amazing. He's excellent. He's the bee's knees. He's the greatest thing ever. He's the... I want to see him do it whenever it's going to be hard. You, me, and the milkman could throw for yards against Seattle. Seattle's defense is terrible. You, me, and the milkman could throw short check down passes to Christian McCaffrey and hand the ball to Debo Samuel. They've had very easy offense this season with him under center. I think Dallas will be able to better disrupt the timing with their pass rush, will be able to better disrupt the flow of the game with their offense. And if the Cowboys can make the seventh rounder uncomfortable, could be looking at a very entertaining game here. Because at the end of the day, he is still a seventh rounder. At the end of the day, I wouldn't be surprised if he made a bad throw here or there and maybe threw one to the other team under pressure or got strip sacked or made some big mistakes. At some point, will that glass slipper break on old Cinderella under center for San Francisco? And if it happens on Sunday, Dallas could be in a Big spot to pull a road upset. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break on play-by-play, we're chatting with Taylor Griffin. Then we've got our mailbag. The last 45 minutes of the show are going to all happen pretty fast here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call state farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had a 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated, locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Thibodeau. Time is money. 
Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Burn it down! play-by-play it is wednesday it's 12 15 that means it's time to chat with taylor griffin our good friend and our colleague here at coastal broadcasting also does a great job with our our uh, sponsors at do friend turtle good afternoon buddy how are you hey doing good how you guys doing doing great man look it's going to be an interesting day over at south lafouche high school let's start there because the tarpons are having practice birdie williams got a technical foul which means he's got to run five suicides. I asked him in his coach's interview earlier in the show, bro, have you run them yet? He said, nope, I'm planning to run them today. So, A, great how do you think Brody's going to do, and then B, if you had to run five suicides right now, what would that look like? Oh, Lord, right now? Not very good, sir. <laughs> uh, I can tell you this. If I was still coaching, I'd be taking care of my body a lot more, so it, I'd probably be in, in a better situation. But me in – you know, just just being in the gym all the time, you know, I, I'd, I'm sure I'd be in a little bit better shape. But, shoo, right now with, with my lifestyle, yeah, it would not be pretty. Uh, I'd be uh, I'd be calling for the oxygen, and I I'd, I'd, uh, might even be calling the dinosaurs later. Brody, Brody said two <laughs> bottles of water and a Diet Coke. That's his game plan to try to navigate through it. We'll see how that goes. The Tarpons got a big win over Central Catholic on Monday. Uh, huge PowerPoint win, uh, 64 to 60 was the score. That one building some momentum for Assumption. Thought it was a good character building win, man. You're without Coleman, without you're without Kuro, who are both expected back within the next week or so. And then you see guys step up. You know, Jarvis scores double figures, and you know, Kali makes a bunch of three pointers, and Alamo makes some big free throws, and Bryce Adams is playing, not turning over the ball. We saw, you know, Carter Bro in there getting some varsity time, and. Brody said, hey, man, earlier in the year, I only trusted five or six guys. Now I trust seven, eight, nine guys. And I think that's a great thing to have coming home here in district play. 
Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, you never, ever want to go through the injury bug. You obviously never hope that happens, and you always want to stay 100% healthy. I mean, we, you and I have a bunch of seasons under our belt, and, I, I mean, countless pregame right before tip. You would always mention, you know, uh, sponsored by Thibodeau Regional, we have zero injuries. Let's hope it stays that way. I mean, it became a broken record. Well, now it's like, geez, who, what now? Who's who's out this time? Who's out this game? It's been a pretty injury plague season for the Tarps, but it's, uh, you know, to find some positives in it is always a plus, man. There's there's a lot of opportunity for growth. It's it's opportunity for people to step up. And as I was saying earlier, I kind of got away from it. While you don't hope it happens, it's always a good way to find out what else you got on the bench. It's it's uh, there's all sorts of opportunities to find, you know, who's going to step up and not necessarily be selfish, but go in with the mindset of I'm about to prove why I need to be playing more. Now's my, my opportunity I've been waiting for. You know, it's uh it's here right in front of me. And you know, you got you got guys like like how you had mentioned like Bryce Adams coming in and playing smart, man. He's getting those varsity reps, those varsity minutes, you know, stuff you just you simply can't simulate in practice. And the more he plays, the better he gets. He's a little bit better every game. Titan Alamo, same story. The more he plays in these varsity games, the better he gets. And it's obvious, especially in the late-game situations, man, it's great to see how well he's been handling the ball and handling the pressure and not only avoiding the traps and the ugly situations, but if they come to him and swarm, you know, he gets he's already the smallest guy on the floor, but he gets even lower to the ground. And he, he plays even more solid, and he's just – you can't take the ball from him. You know, he's using his footwork properly. He's, he's dribbling, like, with so much smarts that he's – man, I, I love what he's been doing lately. It's, uh, it's great to see these guys come in and, and show that they belong. You know, it sucks that it's due to injuries of other guys, but it's great to see the growth that comes with it. Taylor, I'm hearing whispers that there is an outside chance, and I, I, I hesitate to even say this because I don't want to start rumors, but there's an outside chance that this coming Tuesday, South Lafouche will host Vanderbilt in the tank. And then I'm hearing even whisper, even more whispers that if that doesn't happen, that it's almost a certainty at this point that January 31st they'll be hosting Lutcher in the tank. We ain't going to have to go to Central Lafouche much longer, brother. The uh, the home gym is, is getting awfully close to being ready to roll. Man, that is awesome. That is great to hear. Everyone listening, or everyone who, who may hear this in the next couple of days on the podcast version, man, whenever that day comes, whether the first rumor is true or the second rumor is true, we need to absolutely pack that house, man. That's that's awesome for these guys after being away for more than a, a whole season. It's all, you know, we're what, a season and a half away, away from uh, playing at home. Like, that's, that's going to be a big emotional game, whether it's Vanderbilt, Lutcher, doesn't matter. Like, when, 
when these guys finally get to play at home, man, that's that's going to be a special moment. I cannot wait for it. I hope everything stays good on the right path with whatever could be holding it up. I, I hope and pray every, everything goes exactly as planned and we could get, get back in the tank, man. That's awesome. One thing Brody was talking about is, yeah, you know, they're putting in the bleachers right now, and that's the last step. But he also wants a little bit of time on the floor for the guys to – shoot and get reacclimated to the rims and the goals and the feel of the gym and you're a shooter tell me about that how long that takes because man you don't want to just be playing in a in a you know without practicing go go you know into a gym that you've never shot at for more than two years how long does that take to get acclimated and get used to and get that feel again oh for me by nine or ten shots i'm good to go but uh no uh on a serious note you uh man it it, it means the world like to not only get back on on those you know the the goals themselves you've got the background of the wall behind you believe it or not that that makes a huge difference you know just playing in a high school gymnasium to you know if you're playing in like a bigger gym or an arena and like that just that back wall being pushed back or having people behind the goal that's a huge difference uh so there's a lot of similarities in central lafouche and south lafouche the back wall shouldn't be an issue but, um, man, the floor, I mean, this is a brand-new floor. This is not – this floor is – chances are it's not going to feel like it used to. Chances are it's not going to feel like the central floor. So it's – it's when it comes to shooting, dribbling, everything, man, this is – they're going to need a lot more than just nine or ten shots and a couple trips up and down the floor to get used to it. Man, this is this is going to be a big adjustment. It's uh, it, it means everything to a shooter. Um, I hope they have enough time to to get acclimated to it. Let me ask you this, and then we'll kind of open up and talk some NBA and NFL and WWE, everything in between. In the old floor, and I haven't been in the in the gym since the the new floor has been laid down. I haven't bounced the ball. No one really has. In the old floor, you know this, and this is a peek behind the curtain. There were some dead spots there. You would just dribble at certain spots on the floor and the ball just wouldn't bounce. As a player, were you aware that that was there? Like, hey, let's avoid that spot because there's a little dead spot here. Like, were you aware of that or was or were things moving so fast that you never really paid much attention to it? Uh, during the game, no. It, it would never cross your mind. It was always an after-the-fact thing. Like, oh, God, not that again. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times you were lucky enough to not be going like full full speed. It was like a walking up the floor situation, or it was a the ball was just inbound and I just turned and took my first dribble. Not a big deal. Like oh man, you know it's not like it sent it in the wrong direction. Sometimes it just didn't bounce back up quite as high. It didn't make the the sound it's supposed to make, and just that sound like just that'll throw off everything. Like whoa, there's something wrong with that spot. Let's not do that again. And you could feel it when you walk on it. But uh, as far as in the game, it was never, I need to avoid that. It was always, oh, man, there it is again. How could I have forgotten? So it, it, wasn't, it wasn't as big of a deal as you think it is. But, but it is not a myth. You know, it wasn't just me. Like, there were dead spots on the old floor. <laughs> no, not a myth at all. It's, it, it was real. Okay, just making sure. It was, man, you could feel it when you were walking. It was like, man, what's – okay, got gotcha. Let's talk some NFL. The playoffs are one round in. Uh, my Cowboys are still alive. 
Uh, Joe Burrow is still alive. We've got some big showdown matchups, which we were breaking down in the last segment of the show. If I tell you, Taylor Griffin, this weekend you're going to only have cable TV for three hours and 30 minutes, which game are you going to deposit your three hours and 30 minutes on this weekend? Uh, I mean, just the easy, you know, being an LSU guy, being a Joe Burrow guy, I'm I'm going with the Bengals. Uh, and even if I weren't coming from that, man, it would be really hard to choose anyone else because these last few years, just if I'm a casual football fan, if I'm – if I'm from the West Coast and don't care about the SEC, like, you still, you can't deny the come-up story that was shoved down the national media's throats, and well, from the national media to the national viewing audience, of everything Joe Burrow did those few years ago. You don't have to be a Tiger fan at all. If you're a football fan, it's, it's one of those things like, man, how could you ignore the special stuff that happened? And it's it's not taken long at all for it to translate over to the professional level and see what this guy is able to do. I mean, if I'm a casual guy who's got no SEC or LSU bias at all, I mean, I guess it's either watch the maybe watch the Jaguars game just because they're the underdog or I'm watching the Bengals because Joe Burrow's freaking special, man. That's 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 where I'm going with it. So my Cowboys are playing the 49ers, and and after beating Tampa, it was you know two things. A, it was you know obviously excitement that you're moving on to the next round, and I talked about this on Monday's show or excuse me Tuesday's show. It also was you know the second part, which is. The Saints are far away, bro, because I don't think the Cowboys are invincible. I think they're going to go to San Francisco and get beat this weekend. But they were a whole hell of a lot better than Tampa, who apparently was a whole hell of a lot better than New Orleans, beat them twice. New Orleans has a long way to go, man. People think this is going to be a slow – or not, I'm sorry, a fast turnaround, a fast rebuild. I don't think so. I think this is going to be a slow process. Monday night was very indicative. They're way far away from the top teams in the sport. Yeah, man, you – you, you're right about that one. It's uh, there's a there's a clear line of you know the top and the bottom here. It's uh, you said it best, man. I got nothing to do but echo that statement. <laughs> there's an obvious gap, you know, as far as who who can hang in the in the top half versus the bottom half. So let's talk some of the drama, uh, WWE. Well, there, some things are happening. Stephanie McMahon's out of the company. We talked a little bit about that last week. That has caused everybody to now speculate what happens next. The rumors of the Saudi purchase were, were overstated. That's likely not going to happen. Eric Bischoff on his podcast, 83 Weeks, thinks that Vince McMahon is trying to take the company private. He thinks he's trying to buy out all the other shareholders and run things himself. There are other whispers that he's going to sell to Viacom or Disney or whatever it may be. Man, like the on-screen product is still pretty damn good. I've been watching it. Can't wait for Raw, you know, 30th anniversary of Monday. We'll talk about that in just a second. But man, there's there's all sorts of drama, and the soap opera of it all is every bit as interesting right now as the wrestling on TV. Yeah, it, that's it's it's hard to pick it apart, man. I, everybody who's saying what they think might happen, every suspicion 
everything is super interesting, whether it's the whole Saudi thing, uh, Viacom, uh, Disney, Vince just going private. I mean, dude, it's it's so many possibilities. I mean, look, look what Disney did with Marvel and Star Wars and everything. You know, a wrestling fan may scoff at it at first, like, oh, man, they're going to ruin it. They're going to... Dude, they just make things better. They, Disney is not all about Mickey Mouse, Pocahontas, and Simba. Like, they just simply make things better. I wouldn't be against a sale to Disney at all. And then could you imagine, from a theme park goer's perspective, if, let's just say, I mean, pure speculation with, with, with nothing to go on other than, you know, guessing right now. Could you imagine, as a frequent theme park goer slash wrestling fan slash, they got a lot of action in Tampa and the training and the headquarters and everything else with NXT. Could you imagine going to Orlando and picking, you know, a section of Hollywood studios to spend most of your day, and it's all WWE themed? I mean. Why the hell not? I think that would be yeah. fantastic. Dude, but, you... I mean, other than that, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to add on to what you're saying. Like, you're looking at a situation where instead of just having a Hall of Fame ceremony, you could then have a brick-and-mortar Hall of Fame like the NFL does at Disney World. You could have, right. you right. know, Ric Flair be the sponsor of Space Mountain. He's joked about that for years. <laughs> I mean, you got so much, so many different things that you could do there. So many different opportunities and possibilities. I think it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense for Disney if they're willing to get a little more risque than normal. But hey, they've, they've been, like you said, Star Wars. They've endorsed some violent things in the past. So yeah, man, I think that that's a so many possibilities. Yep, that's it's money, man. That 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 is money right there. The, I think the only way you fail is if. Vince buys everyone out and goes 100% private and keeps his fingers on the buttons until he dies. I think that's the only way WWE doesn't improve from here. And it's been pretty freaking awesome lately, and I, I see them just staying on the fast track to, to just continuing to be the awesome product that they are. Raw 30th anniversary on Monday. Ric Flair is going to be there. He said Hulk Hogan's coming, Ron Simmons, the Road Dog, X-Pac, Jerry Lawler, Kurt Angle, on and on and on. I'm sure there'll be some surprises. The Bella Twins are confirmed as well. The Undertaker. <clears throat> what are you expecting, man? Is this going to be nostalgia? Just purely nostalgia? Or are they going to launch something before WrestleMania? Hint, 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 hint nudge, nudge, Steve Austin, Dwayne Johnson. Um... Maybe this is it, man. Maybe, maybe this is the night. What what better time than than now to do something like that? Um, all the confirmed guests, I mean, I, everything, you know, other than the Bella Twins, all, like, real true legends who made huge impacts that really just lit up our childhoods and gave us something gave us a reason to be glued to the TV every week. Uh, I think just having the Undertaker come back and doing a slow walk and just cutting a quick little promo and doing what maybe he chokeslams someone, maybe he doesn't, who knows. Just his presence is amazing. 
But man, if you get something, if you get the Rock to come out, if you get Stone Cold to come out, you know, why not on the 30th anniversary? Someone, you know, Kevin Owens isn't going to do it again, but it just think of a heel who maybe has kind of been out out of the main picture for a little while, maybe been out of action for a little while. They come out and just cut a I'm frustrated promo. I'm frustrated with everyone in the back. I'll take on anyone and anything and open challenge and all the they're bringing all these old geezers, all these old timers out tonight to celebrate 30 years of Raw. I don't care who, what legend is back there, and then boom, the glass breaks. You know. The story's kind of writing itself here. I don't know who it could be, but it's just it's too easy not to do it. A couple of things, um, you know, to piggyback off of what you just said, in addition to all of that, this is also the first Raw since football season that won't be competing with Monday Night Football, so that makes it a big ratings draw. could possibly lead to an opportunity there. And then the second thing is, and this is taking it in a completely different direction, bounce this off of you. We talk about the Rock and Stone Cold. Will they reintroduce Mr. McMahon on Monday night? He's back, and there are whispers that he wants to get on TV. Will we see that on Monday? Oh, good Lord. Um, I think I might have said it before on this show. I'll say it again. Um, I am not in support of Vincent Kennedy McMahon being in control of the company again. But if the character, Mr. McMahon, wants to come out and just be a part of the show, my goodness, he is money. He is entertaining. He does it every time. Now, look, as we saw in this past WrestleMania, he's he's just too old to be taking stunners again. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, I mean... If, if he wants to come out and just be pissed at the crowd and get people to boo, and then whether it's The Rock or Stone Cold or anyone just comes out and insults him and the evil Mr. McMahon character comes out again, I mean, you can't go wrong with that, man. That's that's nostalgia to the fullest. That That's that's the highest level of entertainment, you know, from our childhood. That would be great to relive again and celebrate. Before we let you go, Nichols is pulling out all the stops to try to get Stouffer Gymnasium packed tomorrow against McNeese. McNeese is pretty good. They're going to need a big crowd. What are some things you've seen from the Colonels? I thought they played excellent against Northwestern on Saturday, but before that it was a little bit of a slump. At home tomorrow, must-win game against McNeese. Dude. I don't know what the deal is. You and I talked about it the other night. Nichols at home is just so special. We don't know what goes on with them at the ro- on the road. They, you know, they got a couple of players who just seem to only shine at home right now. I'm sure that'll turn around and get better as the season goes on. But the Nichols Colonels are so special at home. They're so explosive. They're so excited to play. And now you've got the kids are back in school. It's a weeknight. It's Thursday night, primetime party night in the college world. You got stuff Stouffer. I even announced at the last game there's going to be beer specials. I don't know what that entails, but they said it. They told me to announce it. There's going to be beer specials Thursday night. I fully expect it's going to be one of those crowds where after you buy your ticket and walk in the door, there's going to be 
ticket checkers making sure you're going to the right section. I think it's going to be that serious. I think if you have nothing else to do Thursday, you need to come to the Nichols versus McNeese game because these guys freaking bring it at home, man. They're so good. They're so special. And especially, man, lately, the the explosive progress we've seen from Caleb Huffman lately, man, he just shooting lights out, so explosive, flying all over the place. The defense that these guys play, they're not one-dimensional. They're not all about, well, we don't care if you score 80, we're going to score 82. Like, now it's we're trying to score 90, and we're trying to keep you under 50. Like, they just they play with so much pride on, on both sides of the, of, of the ball. Man, it's, it's amazing to see. I, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm expecting a hard-fought Nichols win. Uh, it's going to be awesome. And then you got yours truly announcing every bucket, every foul, every whistle, the starting lineup. You can't go wrong, man. It's a win-win. No doubt about that, brother. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much for the time, Taylor. We'll see you soon, partner. Yes, indeed. Thanks for having me. And as always, go Tarps, and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing an excellent job, as always. Let's catch a break when we get back. Get to our mailbag. It's play-by-play on KLEB. One segment to go. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Does your vehicle need servicing and you don't want to drive too far? Calvin Braxton Ford Service Department in Lockport is offering these specials until further notice. Get a diesel oil change for $159.95 or a gas-only oil change for $49.95, up to 5 quarts. Calvin Braxton Ford, 5978 LE1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store, as well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and on Saturdays, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 today. For more info, call 985-873-9989. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. 
Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Back to play by play. Hope you guys are enjoying yourselves today. Got one more segment to go, and it's gonna be our mailbag segment. Then we'll maybe sneak in some betting picks if we got some time. But I want to really give um, preference first to our mailbag. Uh, I'm at Casey underscore Justclare on Twitter, JustclareCasey at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook. Text me if you got my number. We had Kaylee B Radio on Twitter and on Facebook. Find a way to get a hold of us. The first mailbag question comes from a listener who wants to know Casey what are your thoughts on Walker Howard going to Ole Miss <sighs> don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out I mean I I always laugh and joke and you know I, I roll my eyes these people in social media these LSU fans oh you know we wish you the best oh you know I hope he does great I hope he has an awesome career Am I petty? Am I the only one that like hope he goes goes to Ole Miss and and like doesn't play well? Like, I don't wish ill on a kid. That's not what I'm trying to say. And boy, God help me, that didn't come out right. But like, I'm not. Oh, Walker, hey, I hope you go win the Heisman Trophy and beat us four times. No, that's not what I'm hoping happens. No, I always laugh and I always joke. You know, as you know, you see on Twitter. Oh, wish wish you all the best. No, I, I kind of hope that, hope that we sack your ass 15 times and blow you out. That's kind of what I hope happens. Want to leave? You want to go to Ole Miss? That's cool. Want to go play for Lane Kiffin? Bet. All right. How'd that go in Tiger Stadium for Ole Miss last year against LSU? He's leaving LSU a place where he's not going to start to go to Ole Miss a place where he's not going to start. He's not starting over Jackson Dart next year. You break. He's not starting at Ole Miss. Leaving a place where he would be the backup to go to a place where he's going to be the backup. He left thinking he was going to go to TCU. Then when TCU's offensive coordinator left, short-sighted decision. You made your bed, lay in it. Congratulations being an Ole Miss. Ole Miss is not going to be as good as LSU. You've made a mistake. Casey, where will Sean Payton end up? Whew, good question. Amongst the options that are available right now, Denver? Denver, I guess. I'm not sure that the options that are available right now are going to be the only options that are going to stay available. I think Miami may come open. I think Los Angeles Chargers may come open. 
But just knowing what we know right now, I would lean Denver. They've got infinite resources. The Walmart guy owns them and money for days. They could pay a lot. I think he's enamored with the idea of trying to fix Russell Wilson. I think that's a lost cause, but I'll lean Denver. But I truly believe that he's going to end up at a job that's not currently open yet. And or may just sit out a whole nother year and coach the following season. Casey, where do you see Tom Brady playing next year? Not in Tampa. Um, I think Brady is, first off, let me say this out front. I think Brady is going to play next year. And as I said a minute ago, not in Tampa. I'm looking at Las Vegas as probably being the front runner. Josh McDaniel, that's his boy, that's his partner from New England. Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, big power running game, an offense that's not that far away. I think Las Vegas is a good possibility. Also not ruling out places like Carolina, places like New England, Miami. New England, he wouldn't be able to team up with Peyton, but Miami maybe could team up with Peyton. Carolina can maybe team up with Peyton. Because that's the thing, bro. If there's all this smoke, and for year, year and year, or year after year, the last couple years, we've been hearing Peyton and Brady want to team up. There's no way they're all lying. There's got to be some fire there. So then you look at the places where that would be a realistic possibility, maybe Carolina, maybe Miami. But I think that the safest bet would be Las Vegas. I don't think the San Francisco thing is going to come to fruition because I think the 49ers are going to be content with what they have. Casey, can the Cowboys beat the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday? Yeah, Hell yeah, they can. Um, would I pick that to happen? Probably not. I'm Well, not, not probably not. Definitely not. I'm going to pick the 49ers to win that game. But the, the Cowboys have a lot of things that win in the postseason. They rush the passer. That's a good trait. They force turnovers. That's a good trait. They're pretty good in the red zone. That's a good trait. So if you tell me right now Dallas is going to strip sack Purdy once, they're going to force him into another interception, that's going to lead to, let's say, 10 points, a touchdown and a field goal. And then, you know, the Cowboys just play pretty well, don't shoot themselves. Like, yeah, of course they could go on the road and win. Not extremely likely, but it's not going to be Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson if it happens, right? Of course they can. Say about 30%. And that ain't bad. A 300 hitter in baseball gets hits a lot. Of course they got a chance. Casey, how do you fix? Oh, I've been looking. I've been waiting for this one all week. How do you fix local officiating? I hear you complain about it often. So step up. Give me your solution. There are a lot of problems with local officiating. And I'll touch on some of them here. I'm a little bit up against the clock. I'd be happy to further discuss this in the future. The first thing that we need to do at the younger levels is we've got to get younger. There are too many people that are calling games that they can't move up and down the floor. Start there. If you're not willing to run, don't do it. If you're not willing to be in position, don't do it. And then at the high school levels, the biggest thing truly, I think it's two or threefold, but the biggest thing is professionalism. 
I challenge any local official. And first, first and foremost, I, I pay zero stock into the, when we talk about this to the person who says, oh, well, well, why don't you go and do it? If you could do so much, I know I can't do it. You know why I can't do it? Because I haven't had the training, the coaching, the consulting, and all those different things that those guys have had. That's my point, is that if you all have spent hundreds of hours training to do this, you should do better. And it shouldn't be a debate of a discussion of whether or not a fan could do it better. I know I can't do it. That's why I don't. But I trust and pay you all to do it, so I expect better results. It's the lamest argument. Oh, bro, why don't you do it? Oh, okay. Next person that sends me a fact check correction on the story of mine. Oh, bro, why don't you become a reporter? I've been trained to be a reporter. I'm not trained to be a referee. But anyway, that's professionalism. I challenge any local official, and not even just local, any state official, to watch the Nichols game against McNeese tomorrow. Go to go to Stouffer Gym and watch it. If you're not working, go to the gym and watch it. Look at the professionalism of the officials that would be calling that game. Look at the way they call fouls. How definitive they are when they call fouls. How much hustle they put into going to the table and reporting their foul. How they communicate with coaches. How they communicate with players. That professionalism is lacking in our association. Very rarely do you see an official run from the spot of the foul to the center of the court, report the foul, run back into position. It's lazy. Very rarely do you see an official willing to talk. Honestly, like open and honest, talk to a coach. See arguing a lot. I see yapping back and forth with fans in the stands a lot. But talk and communicate. Communication skills are big and are important. Got to have thick skin. If someone criticizes you on the radio, you shouldn't be getting down and depressed about that. You shouldn't even be listening to that. should be blocking out that noise, doing what you do. Because when you respond to things like that, it makes it look like it's affecting your judgment and it's affecting the way that you comprehend what's happening. Got to have thicker skin. And then the next thing is some of these guys got to detach. There are way too many officials at games on their nights off. Way too many officials that are getting to know the coaches and the players at too close of a personal level. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how honest you are. I don't care how good you are at what you do. And look, our association has a bunch of really good ones. I don't care how good you are at what you do. If you know too much about something, you're going to subconsciously and inherently develop biases that are going to affect your work. You got a kid, you got a relative, whatever. I'm not telling you to never go to their games. But if you're just going watch the B.J. Daniels show as a casual fan, you're going to pick up on some things. You're going to subconsciously get to know his parents, subconsciously get to know parents of the other teams, and you're going to end up working yourself into a shoot. That's what they call it in wrestling. You work yourself into a shoot. You're going to end up working yourself into a shoot where you're going to know too much, and it's going to impact what you do. We've got to get younger. We've got to get more professional, and we've got to have more people who are interested in being officials and less interested in being groupies of the sport. Casey, I haven't been to a Nichols game in a while, but I see the team is now consistently doing well on the basketball floor. What has changed? Everything has changed. 
the energy has changed. The way that they recruit has changed. The pace that they play with has changed. The, the energy around the program, the energy in the stands has changed. Everything has changed. And to the questioner who asks this, said you haven't been to a game in a while, change that. Go to the game Thursday or the next time they're home, whatever, and watch, and then you'll be able to see firsthand why it's different and why the program is doing what it's doing because the whole vibe is different. Casey, will the Saints make any staff changes in 2023? It's beginning to look like no, right? I mean, they <laughs> you would think that they would be making some of those decisions right now. The fact that we haven't seen any, um, I don't know, a little puzzling to me. I'm not going to lie to you. A little bit puzzling that we haven't seen some decisions made on that. Betting picks very quickly. I like tonight. Um, let's go under 245 for the Kings and the Lakers. That's just a ton of points. Um, so let's go under in that one. I like Oklahoma City minus four over the Indiana Pacers. And then I'll give you a college basketball game or two that I like as well that you could maybe latch on to tonight. Um, let's see. In the SEC, I like Texas A&M minus three over Florida. I like over 137.5 for Auburn and LSU. And one more that I'll find here. I just had it up. Let's see. Marquette and Providence over 150. Those are our betting picks for today. Thanks to everybody for listening. Have a wonderful day. This was an awesome show. I thank Taylor Griffin for the time. I thank Brody Williams for the time. Tomorrow we'll be talking about all the action around the area, talking about some college basketball. Also, we'll be previewing that that Nichols game. You've been listening to Play by Play. Have a great day. God bless you guys. Love y'all. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.